It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network is your host, Brady Trent. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Locked On Thunder episode. Today is Thursday. Oklahoma City will be taking on the San Antonio Spurs on the road. It's going to be a good game. But for the next 30 minutes or so, you're going to be so locked on Thunder that you're just going to accept the fact that LaMarcus Aldridge is probably going to drop 40 tonight. And once again, thank you so much to the Athletics' Eric Korn for jumping on the podcast the other day uh, for the crossover segment yesterday on Wednesday. Always enjoy Eric. He's been so good to me throughout my career, always helping me out, always just making me feel welcome in the building. And uh, I'm, I'm really fortunate with this group of beat writers that um, cover the Thunder currently, you know, that goes from... Uh, people that aren't here anymore that used to be with covering the Thunder, uh, Brett Dawson, Fred Katz, those guys, of course, their reputation precedes them. And then everybody that's still here, Maddie Lee, Joe Masato, uh, Royce Young, Eric Korn, two, like, all, everybody else, especially those that are going to be on the crossover segment in the coming weeks. Yeah, Couldn't be more fortunate to work with those people, and I really appreciate it. But since yesterday was just solely the conversation with Eric and I, let's go back in time a little bit and go over the Thunder's um, Thunder's win over against the Mavericks because it happened. The Thunder won a game late, especially a game that they were trailing by double digits. I believe they were down 14 at one point in the second quarter, and it really seemed like every time Luka Doncic was in the game, the Thunder really had no answer to stop him. But as the game wore on, Luka was a little, little bit on the inefficient side, and it didn't age well for the Mavericks, but we'll get to that a little bit later. And, of course, we'll talk about the return of Hamadou Diallo. And wouldn't you know it, the last time I recorded a podcast, what was it, on Tuesday, the whole thing was, hey, like Hamadou Diallo might come back, or, or we might get an update. And then, of course, I upload the podcast, and then the game notes update for that game against the Mavericks, and, it's, and it says, Hamadou Diallo upgraded to questionable. And at that moment, I'm like, great, now he's going to play. If I just would have waited 30 minutes to record that podcast, we could have had some updated information, but this is the NBA, and this is the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they have no time for my time. 
And once again, if you still don't know who I am, Brady Trantham, covering the Thunder since 2014 and 2018 with 107.7 The Franchise in OKC, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. Find all my columns, blogs, Thunder stuff at thefranchiseok.com. You can subscribe to my other Thunder podcast that I do with Madison Morris, the OKC82 podcast, which is basically just a post-game reaction after every single game. So that's going to be a very good compliment to this one. So I highly recommend if you want to add to your Thunder podcast regiment, go ahead and subscribe to the OKC82 podcast. And of course, thank you for subscribing to this podcast, Locked on Thunder. And also you can find you can catch us on our franchise Thunder Insider show Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to noon. We we talk where we talk Thunder, NBA stuff, and that's with Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Madison, and myself. And if you're out of the market, if you're out of Oklahoma, feel free to download 107.7 the franchise's app on your app store. It's free. It's really easy to use. You just download it, hit the play button, sit through a commercial, and then around 10 a.m. Central Time, if you want to listen to us talk about the Thunder and talk about NBA, go ahead and listen to us, and we'll appreciate it. But now let's dive back into the Thunder's come-from-behind clutch win against the Dallas Mavericks on Tuesday. Thunder beat the Mavericks 106-101. to In a game, like I said, they were trailing at one point by 14 points, and the Thunder won this one late. Because especially in the second quarter, which is when the, the deficit got down to 14, it really looked like the Thunder just had no answer for Luka Doncic. He was hitting everything in the first half. He was hitting everything on everybody. Uh, Terrence Ferguson got the assignment on him early on. And I think Terrence gobbled up two or three fouls in about a 90-second sequence. And it just, oh gosh, here it comes. <laughs> and you know, like Hamadou Diallo did return. So you knew he was going to get a lot of run against Luka Doncic. And if everybody can recall, the Thunder did play Dallas in the preseason in Dallas with Luka Doncic. The, the game in Tulsa, Luka Doncic didn't play. But the game in Dallas, Hamadou Diallo got the primary assignment because I believe Terrence Ferguson didn't play that game. I, I can't recall, but I remember like the whole story was Hamadou on Luka. And Hamadou really held his own. It was the first time that I really had my eyes open to just how far he has come as a defender, especially as an on-ball defender. I mean, the, the athleticism, the quickness, the agility of Hamadou Diallo should not be questioned. So the foundation for him to be a very, very good ball-stopping wing defender, it's certainly there. And every time we've had a chance to talk to Hamadou Diallo, that's what he always talks about is, I want to be better on defense. I want to be better on defense. He seems to have the attitude that the offense is just going to come because he's such a hustle guy. Now, I'm sure everybody would love for him to develop a three-point shot or just develop a respectable shot, but Hamadou has just really seemed to find his way to get the ball in the basket, even though he does it quite unconventionally. And, I mean, he only had four points in his return back after missing five five weeks or so. Uh, I believe the last game he played was November... Ooh, don't quote me on the date. But it was against the Lakers at home. That's when he hyperextended his right elbow. Um, but when you compare him to a guy like Terrence Ferguson, who will go games without scoring, and he's a starter, who will go games without even taking a lot of shots, because he tries to do it conventionally, spotting up in the corner, coming off of a screen, and then launching, and maybe not trying to play make, Hamadou Diallo does it the way that Terrence probably should, cutting the baseline, using his speed, using as his athleticism, getting trash buckets. Um, and I don't want to get too much on Hamadou Diallo here but in just the limited amount of time that we've we've seen Hami with the Thunder going back to last year and now this year but especially this year I have more 
I have more confidence in him to put the ball on the floor than I do Terrence Ferguson. If Terrence has to put the ball on the floor, I just ex- I just expect him to basically drive into a wall, dribble into a wall, and then either put up a bad shot, get a charge, or he just passes the ball back out and the play has to reset. Typically, you know, with limited time left on the shot clock. Basically, it's good that Hamadou Diallo has been able to come is, is back for the Thunder. Especially if the Thunder are in the business of winning games, Hamadou Diallo is going to help them. But getting back into more of the game against Dallas, that second quarter, Oklahoma City finished on quite a run. I believe they finished on a 14-4 to run. Uh, they ended up outscoring the Mavericks 30-19, to but being down 32-20 to in the first quarter didn't really necessarily help. And then the third quarter was a wash, 27-27 between the two teams. And it really just came down, once again, to the ends of these games, to the end of this game, too. The Thunder, like I, I feel like I say this every podcast, they put themselves in positions to win games. And if you look at the numbers, it should make sense by this point. There were 30-plus games into the year, so it's a good enough sample size. The Thunder are one of the best. I believe they're a top-four clutch points team. And then Chris Paul leads the entire NBA in clutch scoring. And Chris Paul did it again. On two consecutive drives where the Thunder were down three points, Chris Paul got into his sweet spot, got, got, went over a screen, got into the free throw line around 15, 14 feet, took a wide-open mid-range jumper and hit it to get down one. And then he came back down the floor once again and hit the basically the same shot, but this one was a little bit of a runner. With limited time left, Dallas didn't have a timeout, so they couldn't advance the ball. And so everybody knows the ball's going to be in Lucas' hands. And Dallas is able to switch Danilo Gallinari onto Luka Doncic, which I assume Dallas is thinking will take that matchup 10 times out of 10. But unfortunately for them, Danilo Gallinari wanted nothing. Danilo Gallinari, he's a Luka Doncic stopper, and he forced the steal. Thunder got the ball back, were able to hit free throws, and pull away with the victory. Now the Thunder are 18-15, and and they are still secured in the seventh spot in the Western Conference. They're four games ahead of the Spurs, who they play tonight. And they're five games. They're five games out of the two seed. It's incredible. Like, I did not think that the Thunder would be here at this point in the season, back in the offseason. I did not think that they would be here. Now, of course, we all know the factors as to why that might be. Some players might not have been here back when we are prognosticate, prognosticating this team back in the summer. So regardless of how things actually play out as the season progresses kudos to the thunder this has been a fun team to cover and i know for everybody listening to this podcast that's a thunder fan they've been quite a fun team to root for and before we get any further i just want to talk to you guys about my bookie are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it well my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet Between football season, the NBA, and the start of college basketball season, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. Just use promo code LOCKEDNBA to activate your offer. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDNBA to take advantage of MyBookie's generous signup offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to MyBookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win.
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And the Thunder do take on the San Antonio Spurs tonight. It's going to be quite a good test for the Thunder now. They go from the middle of the pack in the Dallas Mavericks to a team that is technically worse than them, technically below them in the standings. The Spurs are the eighth seed as of right now. But any Thunder fan rooting for this team for the last decade knows that the San Antonio Spurs are never an easy out no matter what. And especially with a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge, who seems to just score 40, 50 points, have career nights against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And a lot of it just goes down into the defensive scheme from Billy Donovan and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And if you guys recall a few weeks ago when the Thunder were taking on the Indiana Pacers, the whole thing that I was looking into in that game and asking Billy Donovan at practice was, you guys, being the Thunder, you guys force one of the, you guys force the most shots from 15 to 19 feet. So the most undesirable shot in the NBA as of right now. It's a, it's a game of three-point shooting, layups and dunks. So obviously, if you're going to if you're going to be a defense and your opponent's going to take a shot, you would rather that be from 15 to 19 feet. Unfortunately for the Thunder a few weeks ago, the Indiana Pacers at the time were one of the best, if not the best uh 15 to 19 foot shooting team, mid-range shooting team in the NBA, and the San Antonio Spurs were right behind them. And if everybody can recall, Yes, LaMarcus Aldridge did light it up in the first matchup in San Antonio against the Thunder a month ago, but it wasn't just him. Like Guys were just hitting shots left and right against the Thunder, and it's because the defensive scheme kind of funnels the Spurs, funnels the Thunder opponents into that area of the floor, and the Spurs are still just one of the better teams at hitting shots from that area of the floor. So Billy Donovan, if you ask him about it, and I've asked him about it a few times, he's going to point to, well, are they contested? And again, I understand what he's trying to say. Like he, he can't just simply change a defensive scheme on a whim. Like the Thunder have to have a defensive identity. And so far this season, outside of maybe three games, it's really helped them win a lot of games or put them in a position to win games. And those three examples are probably the Spurs game and then those two Indiana Pacers games. Now the second time in Oklahoma City, the Thunder did a much better job with contestedness, gave themselves a little bit of a chance to win that game as opposed to that road abomination they played two months ago against the Pacers. But again, it's I guess it's going to come down to contestedness tonight. If the Thunder are going to get a hand in the face of LaMarcus Aldridge, are the Thunder going to get a hand in the face of DeMar DeRozan? Are the Thunder going to get a hand in the face of Forbes or Patty Mills or Rudy Gay? Who knows? Who knows? But you've got to like the momentum the Thunder are taking into San Antonio. Leading the Western Conference in wins, winning percentage in the month of December. A, a month that was k- kind of half and half for the Thunder. Um, a lot of tough games against some of the better opponents in the NBA, notably the uh, Clippers. And then a lot of games against teams like Memphis and Chicago, all at home. And the Thunder did their did a very good job of taking care of business against the teams that they should have, except for like a night or two. And again, it's 82 games. You're going to have nights like that. Um, but you got to like the mem- momentum that the Thunder are taking into San Antonio in a road matchup, especially a guy like Shea Gildas Alexander, who 19 points, 10 rebounds in the win against Dallas. Um, 
going into that game, 32 points out of Toronto, or he looked every much the bit of an all-star level point guard, all-star level scorer in the NBA, you've got to hope that that momentum on the offense, it's still carrying over to the defensive side of the ball. Now, Shea has made defensive highlight plays sprinkled here and there, especially late in games. Didn't really do that much against Dallas except for on the final possession. I thought his defense was really, really good. The Thunder are going to look to Shea tonight really hard because, again, if the Thunder are going to keep doing what they've been doing defensively, and I have no doubt that they will, it's going to come down to getting a hand up there, getting a hand in somebody's face, and forcing the Spurs. Yes, this is probably where they're most comfortable in shooting from the floor out of their offense, but try your best to make it uncomfortable, and it's going to come down to Shea. It's going to come down to Terrence Ferguson not getting in foul trouble. It's going to come down to Hamadou Diallo being able to come back after five weeks of not playing basketball in his second game, his first game on the roads since his injury, to keep it up, not get in foul trouble, not bite on pump fakes, all those tiny little details. And yes, please somebody, please don't let LaMarcus Aldridge light it up because you don't give yourself a chance to win anytime somebody goes for 50 or 60 points. Spurs come into this game winners of five of their last eight. Nothing really to report on them from an injury standpoint. It seems like everybody should be healthy. Now, this is the Spurs. Who knows? Greg Popovich might decide, oh, we're not going to play this guy. We're not going to play that guy. But in terms of health, I mean, everybody started for the Spurs in their win against the Golden State Warriors the other night. LaMarcus Aldridge, DeMar DeRozan, Burn Forbes, DeJounte Murray, Trey Lyles, and Patty Mills, Derek White, Rudy Gay all came off the bench. Marco Bellinelli, Lonnie Walker. I mean, you, you might go into this game as a Thunder fan and think that this isn't a very good test because the Spurs are a worse team and the Spurs are in a much different situation where if you try to predict their season, you don't really know if they're going to make the playoffs. If you try to predict the Thunder's season, now that is, of course, with the caveat that the, the roster remains intact. They are more than likely a playoff team the way that this season has been going. Who knows what, what the Spurs are going to be able to do from a health standpoint, from a consistency standpoint, but they always seem to be consistent against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So from that standpoint alone, it should be a good game. It should be a good test for the Thunder. And the Thunder, they've been, oh, I think they're a sub-500 team on the road. And the idea is to always have a winning record at home and to just be around 500 on the road. And in that case, more times than not, you're probably a playoff team. You've probably won more than 45 games. So again, a good test for the Thunder tonight. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Thunder do start their first game of a four-game road trip now, and it's kind of interesting if you look at the rest of the schedule. The Thunder don't really have any more really long homestands or really long road trips anymore. I believe they all they have left are three-game homestands, three-game road stands, and then a handful of two two here, one there, one off, one there, two off, two on. We're getting to that point in the season where it seems like it's going to slow down because we're kind of crawling towards the all-star break. 
It's the do- it's the dog days of the NBA season. But then as soon as the All-Star break ends, it feels like games are just boom, 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 and then the postseason starts. So I can't believe we're already here. It, it seemed like that that period of August into early September took so long because well, there was so much... There was so much unknown with this Thunder team, this Thunder roster, the Thunder front office. We didn't know what team would we be covering uh, preseason game one or game one or game 10. And it slowly but surely kind of revealed itself to be, hey, this is kind of a nice little team. And speaking of the All-Star game, just saw the first returns from fan voting. No Thunder players in the top 10, which really shouldn't come as a, a surprise. I don't know if there's anybody really worthy of an All-Star nod on this team. The, the important thing for the Thunder, because a lot of times all-star lineups, you know, you, sometimes you get left out of the, you get left out just because whatever conference you're playing in is incredibly loaded. Um, and I know the fan voting and the, the entire makeup of the all-star game, it's not as simple as Eastern Conference versus Western Conference. I get all that. But, I mean, when you've got guys like Chris, like C.J. McCollum, who miss out, I mean, that kind of tells you. Like, sometimes you're just <laughs> – sometimes – the league is just so loaded that all-star level players get left out. And so the important thing for the Thunder in in the meantime, while they're trying to figure out what they're doing in the short term, what they're going to end up doing in the long term, the important thing is just for guys like Shea Gildas-Alexander, whoever else they're able to have, to just play at an all-star level. If they can just get Shea to play at an all-star level consistently, they're going to be fine. Now, as a fan, do you want to see your guy, SGA, in an all-star game? Well, sure. I mean, Chris Paul, I mean, if we're talking about in terms of an all-star helping you win games, Chris Paul should be right up there at the top of the list. Like we said at the beginning of the show, he leads the NBA in clutch point scoring, I believe, with 91 points. This is this is a Chris Paul of two years ago. This is a Chris Paul of three or four years ago with the LA Clippers. This is a guy that helps his team win games. And it's not just because he's dropping 35 points a night. It's not just because he's dropping a triple-double every single night. He's doing it in the best way that he can do, and it's become so consistent that you can almost set a clock to it. Okay, the first half's about to end. Here comes Chris Paul with a step-back fadeaway uh, jumper from the elbow that he's probably going to hit. Okay, the game is about to end. Here comes Chris Paul to just methodically, surgically (laughs) destroy this opponent in the half-court set. And if the shot falls the Thunder are going to win. If it's just not their night, then you know what? It's still fun and pretty to watch. So again, big game tonight, 7.30 tip-off in San Antonio. Madison Morris and I, with our producer Matt Burton, will actually be on the post-game show tonight. So if you're in the market in Oklahoma, just tune into 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. If you want to listen to us talk about the Thunder's win or loss against the San Antonio Spurs tonight. But everybody, thank you so, so much for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I really appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.